Well, we're taking a little bit of a break from uh, our, our, our study through uh, Nehemiah. And uh, yeah, I'd just like to talk a little bit about mission, about missions. Seemed appropriate. Um, okay, you got the picture up there. A few years ago, Chris and I attended a, a training event in Colorado Springs through the uh, Christian Missionary Alliance. It was uh, yeah, kind of an orientation for uh, Christian workers and, and pastors. And uh, the Christian Missionary Alliance headquarters is there. Uh, one, one of the days is just kind of a tour of the whole facility, kind of meeting different people who do different things. Uh, one of the interesting things was going to the uh, the president's office, President uh, John Stumbo. And um, I don't think he really had anything planned for us. He just invited us into his office. Uh, we were kind of broken up into little groups. And he just said, hey, do you guys have any questions for me? And, uh, you know, people had questions, you know, like, what's your favorite commentary and things like that. But uh, one person asked about this uh, Figurine that was that was on his desk is about this tall, um, and he explained what this was. He was hosting uh, a, a conference with the uh, Christian Missionary Alliance of Peru, and the uh, the president of that branch of the CMA gave him this as as a gift. Does anybody know what this is? It's a chosky. A Chosky. This is a, uh, it's an Incan runner. An Incan runner. This is kind of like a, a Pony Express without ponies. So one of, the, one of these guys, okay, you see the bag there. He would, uh, he would carry a message, sometimes a verbal message, sometimes items. Uh, he would run for maybe uh, 10 or 15 miles. And as he, as he approached the, the city or the, the town or the station uh, where he was going to hand off kind of like, like a relay, he would blow that horn to let them know he was coming. And so the next person would be ready to take the message and keep going. So uh, a message might go uh, 250 miles in, in a single day this way, you know, using uh, up to 30 or 40 runners. And uh, I thought, you know, and, and by the way, they're barefoot. They run barefoot through the Peruvian mountains. And, and I thought, what a, what a great picture, what a great metaphor for the mission that we have as, as a church, the mission that, that our Lord Jesus has given us. And it kind of brings to mind this, this uh, verse, uh, I'm sure most of you have heard this, uh, Isaiah 52, 7 which, uh, by the way, is quoted by Paul in in Romans. Uh, How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of those who who bring good news, who publishes peace, who brings good news of happiness, who publishes salvation, who says to Zion, your God reigns. You know, that's, that's our mission as the church. That's our mission, to deliver the message, to deliver the good news about salvation through Jesus Christ. His gospel, you know, making, making disciples. So, you know, mission is, is central to our, our theology uh, more than you think, maybe, even. And we all have ideas, different ideas about uh, what missions are or what mission is. I think that, uh, you know, for many, it's, it's something that is done over there. 
And that's certainly part of it. But, you know, Jesus in the Great Commission, one of the Great Commission passages says, you know, you're going you're to start where you're at. You're, you're going to start in Jerusalem. And then you're going to move out to Judea and Samaria, the uttermost parts of the, the earth. So talking to his disciples like that established us as a church and each of us as individuals as missionaries. And you know, I'd like to see us uh, look at mission in a, in a larger sense. One of which we can say that uh, God has a mission and we're part of that. That God is a ascending God. God is ascending God. He, he sends in order to accomplish his, his mission. You know, who did he send? Who does he send? You know, this is very prominent in the, the narrative of the Bible. And it needs to be very prominent in our way of thinking and in our functioning as, as a church. Uh, there's, there's a theological term for uh, God's mission. Missio Dei. Missio Dei. The mission of God. In which God has a purposeful engagement with the earth that he created and, and the people in it. His, his, his good but now broken creation. And uh, you know, with, with reference to humanity, what is his mission? Um, let, me, let me read this. This is, this is from uh, one of my seminary classes on world missions. Dr. Young, uh, he said, God's mission is to create and sanctify a people for his own glory who will one day dwell in his uninhabited, unin, uninhibited Rain, uninhibited rain, characterized by justice and peace. You know, God's mission is to bring lost people back to him, to, to bring reconciliation between him and, and, and humankind, to restore fellowship with us, to restore his relationship with us. And, uh, you know, mission is, we, we understand is, Deriving from the very uh, character, the nation, or nature of God, uh, you know, it, it, it within the context of the, of the Trinity, you know, the Father, the Son, and the and the Holy Spirit, you know, the the missio dei, the mission of God, is you know, God sending the Son, God sending Jesus Christ to, to Earth, also God sending the the Holy Spirit to uh, include yet an, another uh, leg of the mission, so to speak, the, the church. And uh, you know, part of what it means to talk about, a, about who God is is to recognize him as a sending God, also, in a sense, a, a sent God. You know, Jesus, uh, I, I think in the Gospel of John, there's, there's over 40 times where it talks about Jesus being sent. Very significant in, in the Gospel of John. And then Jesus returns to the Father. The Spirit is sent to indwell us, the, the believers, God's people. Jesus said to his disciples in the upper room in, in John chapter 20, you know, after his resurrection, he says to them, as my Father has sent me, so I send you. 
As my Father has sent me, so I send you. What was Jesus' mission? Why did he come? Why did he say he came? To seek and save those who are lost. Another place, he, he says something that Nicole said, you know, to, I, I came to give them life and that more abundantly. Came for us. Paul states in Philippians 2.8, Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not, did not count equality with God to be a thing grasped, but emptied himself, taking on the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men. And being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross. You know, something going on here that's very special. You know, what, what occurs here uh, takes place under God's direction. You know, Jesus, he came to earth in, in weakness, you know, the, the weakness of, of the human frame. Now, in, in Luke, the narrative says this. It says Jesus came to Nazareth where he'd been brought up. As was his custom, he went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day and he stood up to read and the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was given to him. He unrolled the scroll and he found the place where it was written, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind to set at liberty those who are oppressed to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And he, he rolled up the scroll. He gave it back to the attendant and, and he sat down and, you know, these, these guys are looking at him in, in the synagogue and he said this, very significant, today this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. The prophesied Messiah who's come to, to, to do these things, you know, to bring healing and, and restoration, uh, really both physically and spiritually, most significantly spiritually. You know, God had a, miss, a mission, and he sent Jesus to fulfill that mission. And again, just he states, just as he was sent, just as the Father sent him, so he sends us. You know, Jesus states that when the Holy Spirit comes, his disciples will be witnesses in, in all places. It's interesting to look at the comparison between uh, Jesus' baptism and, uh, and, and Pentecost. You know, when Jesus was baptized by John the Baptist, what happened? It says the Spirit descended on him like a dove, and the Father spoke. This was the, uh, the beginning of Jesus' ministry. Well, you know, in the same way on Pentecost, the, the Holy Spirit descended on the church, the sent Spirit. You know, just as Jesus was anointed by the Spirit, God sent the Spirit to, to anoint the church, you know, to do the same things as Jesus did, the same mission to carry on what, what Jesus started. You know, as Jesus was sent by the Father, we are sent. And so, what do we do with this? Missions, 
No, we, we need to look at missions as something more, something bigger than just, just a program among other programs in, in our church. It's, it's really the, the core of, of who we are. You know, it's our, our core identity. And uh, what is our mission? What, what mission did Jesus give us? You know, that we, we know of the, uh, the verses, right? There, there's more than one Great Commission passage. Uh, let's let's look at each of them. Mark sixteen fifteen. Real simply, Jesus says to his disciples, "Go into all the world and proclaim the gospel to all creation." Go into the world and proclaim the gospel. Matthew twenty eight nineteen through twenty says, "Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, teaching them to obey the things I've commanded." Acts 1.8, he says, you'll receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, that sent Holy Spirit. He says, you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Jesus said, we, he says, I won't leave you as orphans. You're not going to be on your own with this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be there. You know, he could have. He could have just said, you know, guys, I've, I've been here with you for uh, three years. I've taught you everything you need to know. Now go do it. No, he said, I'm, I can be there with you. I'm not, I'm not going to abandon you. You're going to have my presence with you through this sent Holy Spirit. So I'd like for us to uh, foster a, a love for, for God's mission, a love for the gospel. You know, our mission, our mission is making disciples. That's evangelism. Maturing disciples. That's teaching. Being together. Speaking into each other's lives. And multiplying faithful followers. Let's, let's take this mission seriously. Let's pray. Our Father... Um, we, we worship you. We adore you this morning. Uh, we, we are so undeserving of, of the things that, that you've done for us and, and the salvation you have given us through Jesus. Uh, just thank you, Lord, for your, for your love for us. Your love so great that, uh, Father, you gave your only son so that those who believe in you won't perish, Lord, but have eternal life, an eternal, abundant life. Take us, Lord, and, and use us by the power of your spirit. Uh, he who you sent to come alongside us to be our, our comforter, our, our counselor, our advisor, our advocate. The one you've sent to, to teach us and, and to convict us and to empower us, Lord. Thank you for entrusting us with, with your mission, Lord. You've made us stewards of your plan. Thank you, Lord, for that opportunity. Thank you, Lord, for the reconciliation that, that you have brought through Jesus. And thank you, Lord, for giving us the, the ministry of reconciliation that we can take your mission and go to other people, starting here in Chihuahua, working outward to, to the ends of the earth, to Mexico and 
all countries, Lord. Lord, let us be a people of the gospel. Let us, Lord, be a, a people who love the gospel, who love you because it's your good news. And we pray this in the, in the name of our, our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.